When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great Scott! What's up Gen Xers? I am Stu Monkey. I support Gen X Grown Ups on Patreon because it's a lot easier than trying to get a 1982 DeLorean to 88 miles per hour. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon to learn more. And now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always, my friends and co-hosts, Mo. Hey, everybody. And of course, George is here who's apparently not a friend and co-host. He's just here. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it was plural. You always set me up like I'm an evil dude. <laughs> My two friends and two co-hosts, Mo and George. Is that better? Like that better? That's, like, that's better. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Wow. It's all like, can't, nobody's ever had. <laughs> Today, we grab our cell phones and call pretty much anybody, anywhere without a second thought. But it used to be that placing a call to anyone more than a few miles away could result in a hefty phone bill at the end of the month. <laughs> in this backtrack, we look back on something that has thankfully changed for the better, long-distance phone calls. <laughs> changed in that it's no longer here? Yes. Yeah. That is yeah. better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No kidding. I know that I've had some sticker shock in my youth due to mm. some yeah, uh, yeah. bad planning and calling yeah, long distance. so did my parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about my parents, not me. It was my parents that right. did it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So we're going to dig into all of that. But before we do, it is time for some fourth listener email. We knew there's the three of us and we're going to listen to the show. But if anybody else does and they write in, we assume that's the fourth listener. And the fourth listener this episode is Uno Clay, Mm. one of our longtime listeners and Patreon supporters. Thank you, Uno Clay. And the subject line of his email is Godzilla episode. Oh, that's that's going back a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's digging back in the back catalog. He is. Yeah. Uno Clay says, hi, Gen X. I'm always months behind on my podcast. Too many great people like you to keep up with, but (laughs) I was just listening to the Godzilla backtrack and wanted to add, I'm not a big Godzilla fan. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) All right. It's fine. Good email subject to go with. Apparently that wasn't the backtrack for you then, was it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In fact, he says the Shin Godzilla was the best one I've seen, and even that one was just okay. Okay. Shin Godzilla? Like, is that between the knee Godzilla and the ankle Godzilla? (laughs) Right. Like, it's like the foot Godzilla connected to the Shin oh Godzilla. The Shin, I think. What is that, uh, Mo? Is the- people save me. Um, they, no, Shin Godzilla. It was like, it was one of the more modern reboots they did of Godzilla. So okay. it came out like 2016 and it basically kind of restarted the whole new Godzilla. But it was done like in Japan. It was Japanese Godzilla. What does Shin mean? Is that mean reboot or? Um, no, I don't know what the exact word Shin actually means. I just like, it's it's between just- your knee and your foot. We've already established. <laughs> Oh my God. Anywho. 
But yeah, and it was actually cool because it was reboot. Was it good? I liked it because, you know, it was yeah. a lot more of the modern special effects and actually had a decent story behind it, too. So it was I liked it. It was pretty good. Okay. And in 2016, so. Yeah, 2016. Mm-hmm. Well, he just said it was just okay. He didn't even care for that one. Really, well, since he but, didn't so. like the rest, I, you know, I'll take it. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he goes on to say, but I'd like to add a vote for Cloverfield as the best, air quotes, Godzilla movie ever. Uh, hmm. I don't know about Godzilla movie, but it's a good movie. It's okay. a really good kaiju movie it kind of yeah. came out of nowhere it was one of those shaky cams in yep. the early stages yeah, what, of shaky, shaky cam, cam videos right, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep trying to blare witchish you know mm-hmm. exactly yeah uno clay says jj abrams made that film as a sort of tribute to the kaiju style of mm-hmm. monster film it was yeah uh, and although some might not love it for the incessant use of shaky cam as you said yeah uh, i adore the sense of fear and terror cloverfield manages to create you barely ever see the godzilla monster mm-hmm. you're not quite sure what it is or why it's happening and presents the ultimate bug's eye view of what a real 2000 foot monster attack yeah. would truly feel like yeah but it was a good movie though it was a good movie i enjoyed it it was yeah yeah it was yeah. different from godzilla movies for me in one thing like mo's the godzilla expert so if no, i'm no. wrong he'll tell me but to me it always felt like godzilla movies the focal point was the monster it was like they were trying to show the world view through the monster like all the big shots were directly on the monster and it, you kind of got an emotional feel for the monster but in cloverfield it felt like it was very small just that group of people mm-hmm. and yep. what was happening around them so the monster was this horrible threat but like you said you barely saw it until certain scenes and it was more of just a never-ending adrenaline surge panic attack type of film where godzilla movies come across to me as more of commentary on society well, yeah i mean i see where you're going with that i mean because it was like the shaky cam it definitely gives you that personal view you know you only know what mm-hmm. they know when they know it and that kind of thing right it's a kaiju giant monster movie so you know there's always a place for that for me like puppets for you john right (laughs) (laughs) those got giant monsters i'm there yeah uno clay just says can't recommend it enough if you haven't seen it so yeah, yeah. I mean, we've all seen it, yeah, and I think you're right. It, so we're, uh, we're ahead of the ball. Anyway, thanks for the fun work you do on the show. Listener number four from Philadelphia, <laughs> Uno Clay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a little riff on our fourth listener forever. Thank you, Uno Clay. We always appreciate you. Thank you for your ongoing support and listenership. We love it every time the fourth listener writes in. Hey, if you're listening and have something to say, you'd like to have your email featured here on the show, it's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We'll read every single email, and most of them, like Uno Clay's, eventually we'll make the show all right well i have a phone call to make and luckily it's uh, oh, just geez. you guys and we're on the internet so it's not going to cost a damn thing but we are going to talk about long uh, distance i was i was dreading where he was going to segue um, to what somehow look at a stupid ass segue is he gonna yeah. have it's always it's a crapshoot <laughs> right after this break another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. Someone should talk to you about how much time you spend on the phone and who you talk to and when and where. A Sprint representative can easily help you select a savings plan for your personal calling needs. And Sprint has better overall savings than AT&T. So there's a plan that's perfect for you. Unless, of course, you're a teenager. I can't believe it. No one's invented the perfect plan for that. 
Oftentimes, our backtracks talk about something that has changed dramatically or something that had a sequel that is a little bit different or a top 10 or something. But this is one of those, like the VHS or the rotary phone that has just, by God, gone away. Mm -hmm. So I think we should take a second here in this first segment to talk about why long distance phone calls were a thing, why they cost more money in general, because the odds are, if you're listening, you're not a Gen Xer, you might be shocked to hear that depending on who you called, it might cost more yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of money. <laughs> it was a different time for sure. Mm. I know. Oh, yeah. My youngest son, Michael, has never really heard of long distance calls. Mm -hmm. And when we were planning this episode, I, I said, oh, yeah, we're doing a podcast all about long distance calls. And he's like, you guys can see how many miles the call goes from <laughs> one to I mean, no. almost. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Son. We used to have to pay for calls yeah. that went to different area codes. You know how now <laughs> on your cell phone, you type out 10 digits. Back in our day, mm -hmm. it was seven digits if it was local. And if you had to put those extra digits in, it was costing you and your parents some money. Cha-ching. Yeah. That's right. Well, I mean, it's called long distance distance. Some people call it trunk calls or toll mm -hmm. calls for a variety of reasons. Basically, it was if you made a call outside of what they called your local area, and as you said, George, usually that meant your area code. Not mm -hmm. always, but almost always. That was pretty much the defining factor. Then it was free. Making a call was covered by your monthly service. So just whatever your monthly phone bill was, great. You yeah. can make all those calls that you want, right? You could just sit on the phone all day if you wanted. Mm -hmm. However, if you wanted to make a call that was outside of your little bubble, that was called called long distance. Yeah. And that was billed by the minute. Yes, it was. And if you rolled one second over a minute, that was another minute. You were yeah. was two mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. And they were not shy about billing. It was dollars a minute based on how far you were calling. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. prorated either. It wasn't like, mm. oh, minute and 32 seconds, we'll prorate you the no, 28 no. seconds you didn't use. Negative. Nope. Nope. That's <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> you had two basic types. You had international long distance or domestic, which is pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's domestic is inside of your country or international is to another country. In the U.S., it was broken down even further because we have all these 50 states and we're this large country. And you had intrastate or yeah. interstate. So intrastate inside of, you know, if you're inside of Florida ah. or inside of Louisiana, you made a call to another place in Louisiana, but outside of your local calling area. This is getting confusing already. I always yeah. get those two confused between intra and inter. Mm -hmm. That always throws me because inter sounds like it's inside. Intra sounds like it's outside, but it's the other way around. The other that way always around. throws me yeah. off. And weirdly enough, enough, even though intrastate inside of your own state is technically closer, that usually costs more than interstate going to another it? state. It depends. It could. It yeah, could. very often. The average cost, it costs more to call two counties over than it did to call two states over. You know, that had to be on purpose because the, <laughs> my guess is they figured you mm -hmm. probably didn't stray that far away from your family, yep. so yeah. they're going to charge That's you right. more for those types of calls, maybe? Oh, yeah. You're not too far off. Mm. So you got to wonder, why did it cost more? You're just making a phone call, you're just talking to people. But there was some method to their madness, although there were some shenanigans going on. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> initially, so we had telegraph lines first. So back in my day, so even before our day, before phones, there were telegraph lines and they were just, right. doo -doo 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 -doo. they were just sending, and it was just a wire. They were sending stuff across. So they started using telegraph lines, but they didn't have the fidelity you needed to send a human voice. It just didn't, sounded crappy. So they had to upgrade those. Like think of like, you know, upgrading, you know, the interstate 
system for highways, right? You had to upgrade your highways to, to handle high-speed cars and things like that. So they were trying to offset the cost of upgrading those lines, just like you do like on a toll road. Like I'm going to upgrade a road. You go, oh, well, if you guys are going to use this road, we're going to charge you a toll when you travel on this high-speed you know, interstate. And that's going to help pay the cost of upgrading the road. They were trying to do that with upgrading these phone lines yeah, that but were stretched you, across the road. Right now, you sound more like a shill for the phone companies than you do somebody <laughs> yeah. who's... Because the truth of the matter is, all of those upgrades and all those costs were paid for years ago yeah. with all the fees. Now it became like when I was a kid, they were maintaining those lines. Bullshit. They didn't touch any of those toll lines. Toll roads are the same damn way. When's the last time you saw them say, hey, the road's paid mm -mm. off. Let's turn off the tolls. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> right. no. They keep, no. keep, keep giving yeah. me money, right? But the roads, roads slowly erode and break down over time. Those lines, they didn't break down unless there was a storm or something like mm -hmm. that or a tree limb falling on. That's the only time they went and maintain them. Yeah. So there wasn't a guy who was going around with a magnifying glass going, oh, 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 little nibble of rat here. We got to replace this whole line. No, that wasn't happening. Yeah. I also think it's one of those cases where they could get away with it because back in when long distance first started, you actually had to manually go through operators. Oh, I'll connect you to somebody in this state who will connect you to that state. And blah, 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 you know, and I think in people's heads when they say, well, yeah, we have to charge you more. I think people are like, well, of course it makes sense. It's further, right? Because it's a going, human being who's being paid for. Right. Yes. As, it, yep. as yep. time went on and they said, you know, long distance was still more. I think it's just like known, right? Long distance costs more money. Although Again, you think about like exactly like you said, it's like once the lines are there, I mean, back then with telephone lines, I mean, there was limits on how many calls could go through at a time. And some of those costs were mm -hmm. set up to kind of limit that to help keep it open for important stuff. But yeah, generally speaking, they were just taking advantage of everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's less knowledge equaled acceptance, right? So when my grandmother would think about calling us, she lived in Kentucky, we lived in Florida. When she would think about calling us to her, that was an amazing thing because growing up as a child, yeah. they didn't even hardly have phone lines in her mm -hmm. area of mm -hmm. the country. I mean, they had them, but not everybody even had a phone in their house. We've talked about phones in the houses and other podcasts, mm -hmm. but for her to call us, it was this amazing thing. So of course she should be charged for that. That's a premium thing in her life. Uh -huh. right. But yeah. to 27 million people that lived in New York that all had phones, Mo, like you guys yeah. did, calling one another across different parts of the city that had different area codes because there were so many phone numbers, not because they were so far apart. Why you guys, I'm sure, were like, this is bullshit. Why do I have to pay long distance just to call down to 16th Street down here when, you know? Well, when I was a kid, like before your days, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, all of New York was the same area code. And none of it was long distance. Okay. So you didn't really have it until you were trying to call like upstate or Jersey. And we'll go into that, I think, a little bit later. But right. okay. it, it just seemed weird. I mean, I guess, again, as a kid, it seemed to make sense. Like, oh, yeah, I'm calling like somewhere upstate, which for New Yorkers, that is another state. So they kind of figured that, of course, it costs more because who else calls up there? But yeah, I get that. The other interesting thing I read was the cost of installing phones and running lines to everybody's house was much more expensive than what the market could bear. And as phones became a critical utility that really everybody needed to, you have, to have, you know, yeah. they relied on it. Right. They couldn't really charge you what it actually cost. So to keep the cost low, they kept the cost of long distance up. And that's how they defrayed the cost of the infrastructure. They say, well, the, what is the thing you, you give away the razor and sell them the blades kind right. of thing, right? Yeah, right. So yeah. we'll lowball them on the service. Local calling mm -hmm. was the loss leader on the and the long distance calling made up all the. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. And 
you know, I was saying they didn't have to maintain the phone lines. Truthfully, though, it's not just the phone lines. There's equipment that has to be looked after, electronic devices. Oh, sure. And upgraded. And mm-hmm. Mo, you talked about the physical switchboards. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody probably has seen the picture on the internet of the lady wearing the cup earphones yeah. and <laughs> plugging the thing into the wall. Just plugging these <laughs> in different places. Right. Transylvania 6, 5,000. Right. <laughs> Eventually, those things were replaced with computerized systems or even electronic, you know, mm-hmm. mechanism things and stuff. So I guess all that stuff did have to be maintained, but damn, they really charged us for it. Yeah, they were. And so ultimately we knew that they were going to be sticking it to us. So we ended up finding ways around it sometimes. Or at least minimize it, right? <laughs> yeah, to try to minimize it. So we're going to talk about some of those ways that we did to try to minimize how they soaked us in the next segment. Stick around. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You live in a world where one long-distance service has made reaching out to faraway places commonplace. You've got AT&T Long Distance, connecting your phone with any phone, anywhere. Where we route your long-distance calls in seconds, where 44,000 operators are ready to help you. It's nothing short of miraculous. Hi, Mom. We're AT&T. We're what you call Long Distance. So we know why it was so expensive, but because it's so expensive, I know that I'm sure you guys did too. I mean, there were a million things you could do to make it less pricey, <laughs> less costly going forward. Uh, you can have strategies. Yeah. You can have plans sometimes well, or there tricks. Were times of the night, times of the day that were different costs, if I remember right. Yeah, there were. Exactly. That was yep. a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. I remember like, I think Sunday night was like the cheapest. I think okay. that was the absolute cheapest, but then evenings was always cheaper than daytime. But I remember like certain things like, um, like my dad wanted to call like a relative like in Denver and he had to wait till like 9 p.m. Because- mm-hmm. That's when yeah. the rates dropped yeah. and that's when you could do it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, for starters, if you kept it out of business hours, so they started, they would yeah. try to soak businesses because they could mm-hmm. absorb those costs. So if you, after 5 p.m. was the first drop off, that would help. Uh, but yeah, weekend nights, the times when you wanted to not be calling was the time. Yeah. Off peak times. Right. right. Those well, times. And off peak because our habits as a nation were different back then, right? Like Friday and Saturday nights and stuff, people would go out. Now it seems like everybody, well, of course, we're in COVID. So everybody's staying home all <laughs> everybody's the time. staying home all the time, but. <laughs> But people don't seem to have the mass going out to movies and theaters and stuff like we used to do because we have so much entertainment in the home. Mm -hmm. And plus, you've got your cell phone, so you're calling from anywhere now. Yeah, they're like, if you'll call during the time when you might be going out having fun, we'll charge you less. Right. (laughs) But also, these days, though, you know, there's so many different ways of keeping communication with people. Back then, like, when you called that relative of another state, that was like, it was once a week, that was a lot, right? You know, most Mm -hmm. time, it's every Mm -hmm. couple weeks. And then you had to catch up on everything that was going on for the whole week, you know. So that was almost like a... Like a visit.
visit, I guess, you know, like, hey, I'm going to call so and so we're going to catch up and all the family gossip and whatnot. And even if you're younger, you probably have heard some of this kind of in the like the early days of cell phones in the late 90s when they would free nights and weekends because on cell phones, there was right. a flavor yeah. of this because when at the time when landlines were totally free long distance, cell phones were still finding their footing. And so it was the same kind of behavior carried over a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Today, you could just speed dial whoever you want. But at the end of the month, you would get sticker shock. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> there's no like internet. You can't log on to your account and see how much usage you have. Yeah. You just were using what you were using and that bill came. And sometimes if that bill was like quarter inch thick, you're like, oh, <laughs> hell. Oh, no. So when do we get to start talking about our horror stories of our youth and oh. long distance phone bills? Oh, does it involve a sticker shock and a thick bill? It involves sticker shock, a thick bill and a thick belt. Yeah. Well, oh, well, that's I have a, a similar story. You now. First, George. Let's do it. <laughs> So back in the day, yeah, back in the day, <laughs> back in my day, I'm trying to remember how we ended up meeting. I think it was so there was a girl that I was dating. Uh -oh. This was this like trouble. late middle school, early <laughs> high school time frame. Mm -hmm. She was from New York, but she had moved to Tallahassee for who knows what reason. Right. Why you would leave New York and come to Tallahassee, I have no idea. Slumming it. <laughs> but she had moved here. We kind of dated a little bit, liked each other, but it didn't work out. She somehow introduced me to a friend of hers from back home in New York. And <laughs> that girl and I really hit it off. Our personalities worked well and everything. But the beginning stages of it were all through actual letters because oh. back then really old school. that was a cheaper way to go you could write mm -hmm. letters yeah, and, yeah you know she'd spray them with perfume and i would oh, send her man. recordings uh, of me singing bleh, terrible bleh. 80s love songs <laughs> on cassette <laughs> terrible crap right I made you a mixtape <laughs> exactly <laughs> but at one point we decided to take the leap from letters to phone calls and <laughs> i know that the rates are cheaper at night and i know that sunday evenings and after 11 p.m and everything that doesn't help when you're on the phone. Honest to God, I still remember the number today for 47 hours. What? In one month. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to imagine how much that bill was. Seven hours. You don't have to imagine. I remember the number. <laughs> $1,358. Okay, mine's not nearly that bad. I feel better. Yeah. Ooh, I yeah. hope you got a belt lashing for every dollar. I <laughs> He still gets one every now today. I I definitely uh, deserve that butt whooping. Wow! And I felt horrible about it when that bill Thir came. In. That's not adjusted dollars. That's like no, that was thirteen hundred dollars back then. <laughs> that, that was an eighties dollars. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! Oh my it God. was it oh, was awful. Wow! And I remember my mother, who I loved to death. She was beside herself because she opened the bill first because she paid all the bills in the in the house, mm. and she didn't want to tell my dad. Yeah, but how do you hide thirteen? hundred dollars she wanted to keep me alive i don't she want him sure to die, I, was die. <laughs> <laughs> I like my son so after all of that are used to at least yeah <laughs> right after after everything and after the butt whoopings and the punishment and all that stuff i still wanted to talk to the girl because i still liked her you best get back to writing boy and my mother was like okay just keep the minutes down she was still let me she's, oh my god i, I know you, you'd have been off the phone if you was my boy oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. gracious I, back then it was when i had 
I had recently gotten a phone in the bedroom. Remember we talked about oh, having yes, one yes. phone in the house Good and then you got heavens. extra lines. Gracious. Whoo. Yeah. It was rough. <sighs> wow. Mine's not nearly that bad. Holy cow. All right. All right. You go second. I have a story. You do yours next. Month. Okay. So mine's actually really tame compared to this one. I was still in elementary school and I went away to summer camp and you mean you meet a whole bunch of people there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Camp was in Connecticut. So I made a bunch of friends that didn't live in New York, probably for the first time. Nice. So I came back home. And of course, I'm like, oh, my dad's like, who are you doing? And this is like three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, I'm calling Johnny or whatever, right? You know, the guy's name was the other mm-hmm. time. He's yep. like, oh, it's like, I was like, okay. And so we're sitting there on the phone. My dad was sitting in the chair and he's talking. All of a sudden, I'm asking him like, oh, so what's the weather where you are? And my dad's like, wait a minute. Who are you talking to? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my friend from, so yeah, like from camp. And he's like, where does he live? I was like, hey, yeah, where do you live? He's like, oh, I'm in Hartford, Connecticut. My dad's like, get off the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I had Yanking no idea. the cord out of the wall. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, oh, you know, I was like freaking out. And, you know, I didn't want to tell him the three times I misdialed it. I'm trying to get his number right. <laughs> rank somebody else. Yeah, rank somebody else in Talking Connecticut. to somebody in China. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> but so that bill was not nearly bad. That was only like a $20 call at the end of it. So not... 1300 at all. I cannot top that story. <laughs> that was not so bad. Form. <laughs> not 1300. No. I'm not even going to act like I had friends or girlfriends. Mine was all based on computers. <laughs> <laughs> you were calling dial up bulletin board services I long was. distance, weren't you? So yep. my first <sighs> modem, and you're, and I know you're all jealous because I'm going to tell you this. It was the one with the, the cup modem that you put the Did handset in. Did you have the in. cup modem? Damn it. Three, I wanted one of those. I, got, I, I still want 300 one. 300 baud. I know, right? 300. Ooh. Atari cup modem. Wow, yep. I didn't know those went up to 300. It was one of the newest ones. Yeah, it was last before they went to the non-cup modem. But yeah. <laughs> and so I discovered BBS. It was the first time I'd ever discovered them, right? And so you, there were three or four in my little podunk area of Florida that I would call. But one of the areas of the message board was list of other BBS. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? Of course. Oh, list. Yeah. And they weren't that far away. They were intrastate. They were just, they were nearby. <laughs> they were just a county over, right? They were just... So I'm like, well, we got to try it out. So you dial them up. And the thing is, once you get online, you start downloading something, you're going to stop midway. You got to finish no. the download. Then you have to reply to a message. And then you got to finish. You gotta do. I was forever on that thing. And, and no clue. Huh? I didn't figure it added up to that much. And apparently it was because at the end of the month, I remember my dad came walking in my room. Uh-huh. My room is at the end of the house. And he came walking in. <laughs> there was nowhere for you to run. No, there's nowhere to go unless I was out, out a window. And he, he didn't understand the phone the computer thing necessarily he's like who the hell you been talking to in winter haven for 17 hours <laughs> like what i'm, I'm not t- I, don't, I didn't understand because i'm not talking to anybody i didn't quite get it at the time i was probably 12 or 13 but i knew it was long distance but didn't quite anyway i think it was like three or four hundred bucks <laughs> the mm. bill had run up to Wait, he showed me the thing it was a th- three or four hundred dollars wow yeah. And that's the thing, too. I remember those bills would come <sighs> in and they would actually say, like, the date, time, number, oh, yeah. every call, long. down to every the minute. Right. Oh, there. I hated the phone company for that bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God. And they sit you down across from the dining room. That's a reading of the charges. And on the date of October 7th, you called this number for 12 minutes. And on the 8th, right, it's like you can't get out from under it. There's yeah. the evidence. Mm. Oh, man. And the worst was, even if you just jumped in just to check your mail, often a long distance, those first few minutes were the most expensive exactly. ones. 
runs. That's true. Yeah, like the first two, three minutes were always. So they didn't, you you didn't get it cut a break. Well, it's because they knew that was happening also. And this is kind of unrelated, but one of the other ways they used to get you is also on things like any kind of like additional service calls, like collect calls, right? That was another one that they would rake you over the coals. So I saw this on our list and I wanted to ask when we got to this point, Mm -hmm. collect calling does and can have a long distance component, but it's not just long distance. Collect calling can be done locally. Oh, yes, it can. Or could be. I mean, not anymore. Yeah, but if you had a pay well, phone, didn't have a quarter. It's a reversal of charges is what yeah. it yeah. is. Is whatever I would have incurred. And you have to go through an operator. So there's like, a digital mm-hmm. charge for that. Hey, operator, no, hey, this is Mo calling. Would you accept the charges? And right. basically, I'm going to pay on my bill instead of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was, I remember collect calling mainly from like pay phones before cell Me phones too. were a thing. Me too. Yeah, yeah you, that's mostly you know, it. If you had to call your parents, you know, you were maybe at the movie theater or something like that. And you were told to call your parents. You did have a dime. And you would game the system, right? Like, oh, yeah. State your name here. Yes, exactly. George is fine and coming home soon. That's your name. (laughs) And you're like, decline. Right. They've already got the message. That's right. Exactly. You'd have a code. Yeah, we had one when I was uh, my first year in college, I remember, because me and my dad had a standing call that we would talk every Sunday morning. And so he knew I was ready because I would call him from a particular payphone and call collect. And I was saying, Mm -hmm. collect call from, I forget what name we use, but we had some name we came up with. And he'd be, nope, declined, hang up. And then he'd call me back because it was cheaper. He used to call me at the payphone. No, it's calling you was cheaper than the collect call because that collect call, more. right? Yep. Collect right. call did have a higher price than a regular mm-hmm. long right. distance call. Yep. Yep. Now, if you didn't want to do collect calls, another thing that you could do that became a big deal, especially toward the end of long distance, as I remember, were calling cards. And I don't mean like a business card. Oh, I hated those things. MCI. Oh my but God, the I preloaded. Yes, right. The preloaded. Yeah. It was like a, a credit card just for your phone. Right? And the it back had, had like this okay. 13 million digit number. Right. Right. <laughs> it did. Yep. <laughs> and some of them were like you're talking about were the prepaid ones, but yeah. then there were the other ones that just gave you a discount, right? right? right. You would mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. MCI yep. calling cards. You say it went to a different carrier or something, right? There was no money on that thing. It just gave you certain amount. And is it because that that number routed you through their network so they knew they were going to get something? Is that why you got that the was, discount? Yeah, that was related to the uh, the carrier access codes that we'll talk about later. It was, but the, the ones that I'm thinking of are specifically the ones that I remember somebody would say, well, I can't call you because I'm out of minutes on my card. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You could buy it at a grocery store. You could buy mm-hmm. it. It was everywhere. Places you can in our grocery store. Anywhere you can buy cigarettes or milk or bread is where you can buy calling cards. They were right. a staple. People would and they were up. like, you know, 100 minutes for $10 or whatever it was. Right. It was mm-hmm. like some... Yeah. Some people wouldn't have long distance on their phone at all because often you would have to put down a deposit to get long distance service and they just wouldn't do it. They would just get yeah. cards. And those cards cheated you every time because they might say $10 for 100 oh, yeah. minutes, but you never got more than like 92 if you oh, were yeah. lucky. <laughs> well, it's kind of like getting a gift card or something. You never really spent all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, like like so many of those things, you're being charged a tax if you cannot go through the system. Like folks that mm-hmm. can't get a bank account, they end up paying more for things because they can't go through the system. Anyone that couldn't get long distance service or do it that way, they end up paying extra because they can't set forth. the. It's, it's a tax on the poor. Another mm-hmm. one. Now, something that I think, again, listeners that never dealt with long distance might not realize is 
lots of companies have their business number is an 800 number or an yeah. 888 number. Well, now it's 888, mm-hmm. but yeah, it used to be just 800. Yeah. And that's just a number now. That's just a universal. Oh, it's a business. But that used to mean something. Oh, yeah. If your prefix was an 800 number, that was a secret code that meant this is a toll free call. It was yeah. an automatic collect call. Yeah. Call toll free. It meant that my parents' bank account got emptied out. That's what it meant to our family. What, what was an, that? an 800 number did. It shouldn't yep. cost you anything. Why? Well, so I have another story. <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> Here we go. Another story. Does it end with a belt again? Oh, boy. No, fortunately, okay. I was on the other side of the country when this one oh, went down, uh, so they yeah. couldn't get to me. John, you remember I moved to California. Oh, this is the ISP story, isn't it? The ISP yes, story. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yep. So ISP here in Tallahassee, Florida, they had an 800 number that you yep. could use to call into your ISP and mm-hmm. do all your internet stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And when I moved to California. Right. It's dial-up internet, kids, on the phone. Yeah. I didn't have, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have an internet service provider out there for a little while, and I was using the 800 number of that one because mm-hmm. when we first set it up, it said the ISP 800 number was free. They changed all their stuff, but didn't notify everyone. It went from being a free service to being a paid per minute, just like a long distance call. Mm-hmm. And it was still 800. And it was an 800 number. Wow. And so I was on my internet all the time because when I first moved out into California, I didn't have a job and I was on the internet all day long. Nothing else to do. And they were automatically debiting the tolls out of my parents' bank account because Ooh. it was from their account there in Tallahassee and they emptied right. their bank account completely. Wow. Because the 800 number was reversing charges to the ISP, Mm -hmm. but then they were charging you on your card. (laughs) Exactly. Plus there was probably a premium put on top of it, I'm sure. sure. Mm. Administrative fees. So they ended up getting the money back through a lawsuit. Almost all the money, not all of it. But But I still remember like when 800 numbers though, that was like the thing, you know, of course it was always like KTEL records or something like that 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 would have them. (laughs) Oh yeah. Everybody, they wanted you to call and place an order or do your business. They would say, we'll pay for the call if you'll call and give us money. Toll free on the Mm -hmm. infomercial screen or whatever it was. For the longest time though, it was just 800. And then 888 came around because I guess they ran out of numbers. They ran out of 800 and, and numbers. And they had to come up, right. you know, 888. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. 877, I think, was that the came third along one. That came along right. later, yeah. too. And then there was 900 numbers. That's a totally that's different a total, That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast, dude. That's another story entirely. <laughs> Do you remember like when you had to like, when you were on long distance, you knew how much it cost. And they tell you, there's stress attached to that because you're looking at the clock constantly because you're saying, how long is this call? How long is this call? Unless you were George calling your girlfriend. you were Yeah, but normal people <laughs> I had, I had who were aware of the cost the of money. After that one. <laughs> afterwards, yeah. Oh, you did, right? You're like, man, we've been on the phone a long time. We should probably get off. Today, you don't have that stress of like you're talking until you're done talking, mm-hmm. no. you certainly would. You were you were cognizant of every minute is costing me. Do I really need right. to talk for another couple of minutes? Did we get everything handled? Have we talked everything? Let me go ahead and tell you these last couple of things and get done. Whereas now you just talk until it's naturally yes, completed. Naturally you couldn't do that, so. right? And it was mostly separated by area code. John, I don't know if I think you were in Tallahassee when this happened. I can't remember, but originally Tallahassee was a 904 area code. Yeah, and is then, it not still? No, now it's 850. <laughs> it's been 850 for 20 years now. They split oh. it off in Jacksonville. Oh, is 904 oh, it's now. split up. Yeah, because I'm in 904. Yeah, over here. Right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it was all one. Oh, my God. That was a, that was a thing in New York. I mean, because uh, originally New York, all of the boroughs were 212. Everybody you was were saying, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Well, then it was like in the mid 80s, it was like 84 when they started running out of phone numbers. So they said, okay, we're going to switch some of the boroughs to 718. And let me tell uh-huh. you, oh, my God, there was almost riots because they're like, well, Manhattan and the Bronx are going to keep 212. Everybody else is going to go 718. So one. One, everyone's pissed off because now you have to remember to dial 718 if you call Different somebody numbers, right? for right. a borough. Yeah. Then there was the fear that, wait, 
you're going to start charging us long distance. That was the fear that they said, you're going to charge. And they're like, no, 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 we're never going to charge this. It's just because just we're out of numbers. And So there they split the area codes, but didn't charge long distance. But didn't charge long distance, right. Ah. Yeah, so just confusion. They actually were just adding a code, not making it long distance, keeping it local, but it seemed long distance. Right, because you still you do one, you seven, one, eight. Yeah, da, 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 right. Da. And it's even worse. For a while, they grandfathered the number. So you could call, if someone was in Queens, the 212 and the 718 both worked for a certain amount of time. <laughs> Until they did the switch, then it stopped. Until they needed that number again yeah. for somebody else, probably. And mm. the thing that was really angry, like my mom, she actually lived in Jersey, like literally across the river from Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was 201. And every time you talk to her, that was a long distance phone call. And so calling my mom was like, it's my mom. You know, I'm in elementary school or high school or something. You know, you kind of do need to talk to your parents every now and then. So that was always, oh, she, where she'd always be the one, why are you calling now? It's so expensive. Call me back in like two hours. And I'm like, <laughs> why can't I go to bed? You know, she's like, I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, that was a whole thing. And now New York even has more area codes because they have one for mobile numbers now. They have one that they started just for that, just because they ran well, out of so, so much many. density there. That's so much population density. Yeah. I can only imagine. People have multiple phones and work lines. Yeah. And, yeah. Crazy. And then there's upstate, which always had their own area code, which whatever that was. Because yeah. that's upstate. No one cared in New York City. <laughs> so we're talking about strategies to get around by when you call or how you call late at night or maybe you fake the collect call. But weren't there some methods that you could try to like scam the phone company mm-hmm. with some codes or sounds or something? Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know anything about this. Not because I'm trying to act like I'm innocent. I actually don't know anything about this. <laughs> so how did that work? What, what was the deal? So there was a guy. There were two guys back in the day. One guy was a blind guy who had perfect pitch. And so he could hear okay. the tones that were needed and somebody somehow learned which tones basically unlocked a phone system so that you could call on it without having to put quarters into a payphone. Mm-hmm. Then they found in a box of Captain Crunch a whistle that mimicked those same it's tones. The perfect frequency. It had that pitch. Perfect. It was the perfect yes. frequency oh. for it. <laughs> and so they were going around. And that's why the first phone hacker, the first, I think he was considered the first hacker of any kind, yeah. really. His nickname is Captain Crunch. And he had that little whistle. He was the guy who figured that part out and went around all over the place to payphones. And I remember in one of the documentaries I saw, he would just go up. Somebody would be about to use the payphone. He said, hang on, hang on. And he would do the whistling sounds into the phone, say, here you go, free calls for that phone. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the original phones, everything was pretty much still analog. And then when they started right. creating like switches, they all worked off tones. So actually what happened is that in uh, my high school, some kids went there, they had a payphone in the lobby. And so what they do is they hooked up a recorder to the phone and started feeding quarters because every time you put a quarter in, it made a tone. Mm-hmm. And then they realized if you play that tone, it sounded like money going in and they assumed that you paid well, So they it. captured the tone that was naturally happening right. and repeat it. And repeat it. The Captain Crunch whistle, I think it made you them think it was a, someone was repairing the phone and needed a test. Oh, like a serviceman. A right. Serviceman. And they yeah. needed to test Just- it so it then opened the line so they could call <laughs> whoever they were. It was crazy. And it was back when, remember, John, we talked about rotary phones, right? So rotary mm-hmm. phones mm-hmm. weren't susceptible to this. It was when they introduced touch tone right. phones. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. So that transition, remember when pay phones, they used to have the rotary dial, then they went to the push buttons. Mm-hmm. Those were the phones that they could hack. Mm-hmm. That makes it sense. actually worked off tones. Who knew? I'm just, I'm, I'm really <laughs> sad that I totally missed out. Like I, I'm the kind of nerd that would have tried that if I had known it was a thing. <laughs> the documentary on it is really interesting. There's a couple of them, but they're really, really good. There's mm-hmm. a documentary. Oh, now I'm in. Okay. Yeah. I'll find you okay. the, the title of it. I, I saw one find a while ago. That that was, it was all about the whole the Captain Crunch and how he discovered it. And it's, it's pretty I'm, cool. I'm in. I want to see that. All right. All right. If we find it, we'll throw it down the show notes so you can dig yep. it up too, because I'm interested. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult 
struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Uncle Ralph, long distance from California. It's a big Saturday, Alice. Let me say happy birthday to the little fella, huh? Here, Johnny. But don't hang up this time, promise? Promise. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Johnny. Happy birthday. Call anytime Saturday without an operator and talk five minutes for 85 cents plus tax. We had mentioned at the top of the show that in many countries, especially like here in the United States and Canada, all over North America, those long distance rates were kept high, even though they were no longer upgrading telegraph lines to <laughs> subsidize that unprofitable local service. Were right? they required to give everybody a phone? Was that what it was? No, you didn't have to. It was just, they didn't have to give you a phone, but you didn't own the phone. Right. Yeah. You leased it for sure. They had to make service available. It was like the mail. Everybody right, had to right. have the accessibility of right. getting a phone. Yeah. You could not get access, Got it. even if okay. you're out in the woods or whatever. And I know you talk about those unprofitable flat rates. Those rates didn't stay flat all the time, though. Those rates went up over years. Like, I remember when I was a kid, the local phone part of the bill was like $15. But then later on, like five, 10 years later, it was $45. Hmm. It was still a flat rate, but yeah. Yeah. I don't even have recollection of what local phone service used to cost when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't so remember long. looking at those bills. I mean, maybe you must have when you were a kid. I just, well, yeah. Well, you, after that $1,300 you bring up a thing. big long distance <laughs> bill, you're going to pay attention. You're going to look at every bill when it comes in. <laughs> I need to check me, that Mom. one. I need I to check it before one. you look. Yeah, yeah. I need to make sure. <laughs> So since long distance was the primary cost then for many people on their phone bill, there started to be, and because it was artificially increased, there started to be kind of a bidding war, intense competition between long distance companies trying to narrow that gap of what it mm -hmm. actually cost. So mm -hmm. there was the big AT&T that was that Ma Bell that got broken up, yeah. not the AT&T we know today. And there was all these different ones. You had MCI we talked about and yeah. AT&T. Was Sprint around back then? Sprint was a- I think Sprint yep. came along. Yeah, yeah. certainly. There were- Altel and a whole bunch of others yeah. that I remember. There was Bell South down here. Yep. Yeah, yep. Sure. Yeah. And the first thing that I realized them was I started getting phone calls. This was right when I was living by myself and had my mm -hmm. own phone line. And as before, this was early spam. This was the first version of, we want to talk to you about the warranty on your car calls. Can we talk to you about your long distance service? Yeah. It was the, do you want to change your long distance carrier? Well, that's right. Mm -hmm. How much are you paying for long distance? Thing? Because there was a long distance carrier attached to your phone. Like if mm -hmm. you just dialed regularly, yeah. it went to a particular carrier. And the long distance carrier didn't have to be the same as your local carrier. Right. Nope. Right, you right. could pick. That's right. Yep. Now, now, when you signed up, they would pick for you, but you could change it at a right. whim. All you had to do was mm -hmm. say, and you could change it. It was not a big deal. It used to be you could pay a ton. Like in the 80s, they say from New York City to Los Angeles during prime could cost as much as $2.71 a minute. 
Mm-hmm. It's like six dollars a minute today. Wow. Yeah, that's like one nine hundred number. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different podcast, man. That's a different podcast. Well, again, again, right? You seem to know a lot about it. Maybe we'll put that on the schedule. Yes. <laughs> but those prices were driving down, and they would say, "Oh, it's a dollar a minute, or eighty cents a minute, or you know, seventy cents a minute." And so you started getting those calls. And if you didn't want to change your phone long distance carrier provider, they started getting these ads. The big one I remember was the ten ten three two one. Oh yeah, it's so easy to remember. And they had many of them like that, right? Oh, yeah. And the way it worked was just like the, I can imagine, like the Captain Crunch whistle or whatever, you enter a code. And so their code was by entering 10 and the 10 and then 321. And what that did was switch you to a different carrier. It was an access code yeah. and it rerouted you to that company. So now the next thing you dial was on their service. So mm-hmm. you get a separate bill from them for that call. Yeah. And they would say, oh, well, this will be 20 cents a minute or 15 cents a minute or whatever. Well, I remember bringing it like, at a friend's house or somebody else's house and having to do that. And it's like, 10, 10, 3, 2, 1. And then your number you're trying to call, then pound, then your number, then <laughs> right. your access code. And then right. they, and, and you're going to screw it up somewhere. I mean, you just, yeah. it's just like impossible not to mess so that up. So that's what I remember too, that they all had different rates to different places from oh, sure. my that's location. Right. That, that's oh, right. that's right. And that's it wasn't right. universal. Oh yeah. Depending upon who I was calling, I would use a different one. And I had this red phone. I'll never forget it. It was kind of a flat red phone that had the body style of like an old rotary phone, but smushed down, but it was touchstones. But on the left side of it, there were four little memory hotkey buttons. <laughs> and I programmed each one of those with the different the access codes, access oh, codes and the number that I would call that got the cheaper rate on that one. Yeah. So I had those four little speed dial memory things. This is long before you had the speed dial on your cell phone. God. And it had to be like, yeah. Jesus, enough numbers already. Like a damn fax machine sound. Oh, it's crazy. There was another method of like trying to game the system, but what you were doing was trying to leverage these different offers made by the different companies Yeah, it as was just, they were fighting. Yeah. yeah. You go to Wendy's because you want this kind of burger and it costs this much, or you go to Burger King because you want that kind of burger and it costs X amount. And right. that's sure. what you would do with these phone carriers. You would just try to find who had the better deal and they changed often. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people would change their long distance carriers like nothing. I mean, it was like, oh, give me this cheaper. All right, I'm switching. Mm-hmm. And it was just done. I definitely did. You know, initially, Actually, I found those calls to be annoying mm-hmm. at first. I'm like, oh, what a pain, what a pain. And then finally, when I realized, wait a minute, they're actually making an offer that's probably better than I have. I probably changed every three months or so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would regularly just go ahead. What do you got offered? All right, lay it on me. It's a flat uh, 12 cents a minute. It's a flat 10 cents a minute. I mean, okay, that's fine. I mean, think now is like because we don't have many options for like internet carriers, mm. you, know, you don't get that kind of competition anymore. And no, I'm like, this is like gosh. pure capitalism at work there because, you know, they can mm-hmm. get anybody and they were just trying to switch. We could switch. And if they were making less profit, they didn't care as long as they get you over there. Because I figure once you're there, you're not going to switch back. And that was when it was great for consumers. Consumers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because all that competition bred lower prices and better quality service for mm-hmm. us. It's just like, you know, recently I started talking about having the new internet service provider here in Tallahassee. Now Comcast calls me every other day. <laughs> 
Hey, would you like business Comcast for X? No, you piece of shit. You should have offered that to me six (laughs) months ago when you could have, but no, you Mm. waited until somebody else was in here competing against you and taking your business. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -mm. How you like me now? Suddenly you got a new, you're you're dating somebody new. Now you're looking real good to Comcast, aren't you? (laughs) Yep. You know, you talked about MCI. We talked about the, all this kind of comes together with the MCI and the collect calls and stuff. MCI added an 800 service. Do you remember 1-800-COLLECT? Yep. That was MCI. Yeah. deal. What was that so if you went to a, a, anywhere, but a payphone especially, rather than calling someone collect, you would just pick it up and call 1-800-COLLECT. Mm-hmm. The genius, they got that number. Nobody else, everybody wanted that probably and they stumbled upon it. And by doing that, they had these flat rates for placing collect calls because now it was no longer a collect call. They were placing a point-to-point call between you and someone else that wasn't collect gotcha. now and they had their special rates. So that was another way to try it. And to, you just got a bill for it later yeah. on. Yep. Yep. It was still collect. So the person receiving the call still paid for it, but it wasn't so jacked up. Like if you just reverse charges from a right. payphone right. or something. It was still cheaper. Yeah. And that was just another way to try to through collect calls, game the system. You know, and by and large, we've said long distance is pretty much, whether it's on a landline or even on your cell phone or anything, it's pretty much gone mostly. Yeah. There's the a few part. places it's still hanging around. Uh, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Stick around. Coming up on 5-Minute News. I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. If you're a die-hard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Uh, friends, 10-3-2-1 has changed to 10-10-3-2-1, but nothing's really changed. You still save over AT&T on every call in the U.S. and still save 50% on every call over 20 minutes. There's no need to sign up. Just dial 10-10-3-2-1, then 1, then the number as usual. For me, it's the 50%, isn't it? Now, all of this we've been talking about, all this long-distance stuff was on landline phones, something that many people don't even have in their house anymore at all. We're talking about the phone that plugs in the wall on copper wires that's not connected to the internet at all. Right, (laughs) yeah. I just read an article in the last few weeks that in the UK, the technology that powers landline phones is getting switched off in 2025. Wow. Mm. Gone. They're turning it off. Copper wire phone calls will not exist. Yeah. So no landlines at all. Now, you can still have a landline, but it will be connected to the the internet. internet. It'll use VoIP technology. Oh, like a voiceover. voiceover. That's right. So the only way to make a landline phone call, you will have to have an active internet connection. Going to be a lot of nervous people in England because you know a lot of people are going to be like, what happens if the internet goes down. I oh, can't sure. call yeah. you oh, know, I know. 999 because yep. it's not 911 <laughs> over there, right? But <laughs> I remember when uh when I was a kid, like we had the wireless phones. Oh, right. right. Yep, yep. And we had a blackout. So none of the phones worked because they're all plugged in, right? You need it. Right. Because the landline phones drew their power through the cable. My dad goes in his closet. He still had, he had an old rotary phone that for some reason he still yep. had, unscrewed the wall, pulled the wires out, connected it, and it worked yep. because it gets power separate from the regular power grid. Yeah. It's not through the power grid. It's right through the copper. Yep. And he was able right. to call my 
grandmother and it worked just fine. My mother just disconnected her landline phone like three months ago. Well, actually, I did mm. some digging after I saw this and they said that right now, well, as of 2018, they said over half the households in the United States only use their mobile phone. And they said right now there's like yeah. less than 5% have only a landline. Oh, I don't know anybody that only has a landline. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. It's somebody's grandmother or something you know, that yeah. just has a landline. <laughs> and we mentioned briefly that cell phones went through this a little bit, right? So when cell phones first came out, you, you paid per minute and you had roaming yeah. and you had regions and you looked at cell phone coverage and you had the nights and weekends kind of thing. Friends and family. Friends and family. Friends right. and family. <laughs> I don't have enough people to fill up my 10 slots. <laughs> <laughs> but even with cell phones, that's pretty much gone away. The only place that I think, I think that there's any real kind of pay per minute on any kind of phone at all is if you're making a call internationally. Yeah, it's still there. There is certainly still a charge on per minute calls internationally. And it depends yeah. on where you're talking about. Like we're mainly US centric mm -hmm. is what we're discussing here. Mm -hmm. In the Philippines, it's still very much long distance rates and all that kind of stuff. And the reason why I know, obviously my wife's Filipino. We call over there quite often. They even have different rates when you call the Philippines, whether you're calling a landline over there or a cell phone over there. Oh, wow. There's Is a that right? different per minute charge For depending connecting. upon what Holy number Lord. you're calling huh. and what service it is. Yeah. She just recently stopped using it, like probably in the last six months, we had Vonage because Vonage oh, had, right. yeah. like the old days of those, you know, long distance carrier battles that we were talking about, mm -hmm. Vonage mm -hmm. and a couple of the other voice over IP companies have international package rates that they give. So free to Canada and blah, 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 five cents a minute to the UK, 13 cents a minute to the Philippines, you know, those kinds of things, but right, it's all okay. bundled in these different yeah. international packages, Asia, international package, European, international package, that kind of a thing. Got it. So they're still out there and people still use them. Mm -hmm just through different methods now. Right. As recently as even just 10 years ago, when I started traveling internationally for business, I realized like, oh man, if I'm, you know, if I'm in Malaysia or if I'm in the UK or something, it's expensive to make any kind of a call. First on a hotel phone, forget that. You're not going to yeah, use a hotel phone. crazy. Like, okay, well, let's use my, use my cell phone. Well, even that's super expensive. Right. So uh, quickly, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use Skype because mm -hmm. I set up a Skype account and I put like 10 bucks in it. And they were charging like 10 cents a minute international. Yeah. And they were charging money international. They still do a little bit. But today, there are lots of internet services that don't charge squat. Yeah. You could just bypass the phone and just use you know, something like a WhatsApp or, or, or yeah. Zoom or whatever. And you don't need any of that stuff to make a voice or now. It's what we've been doing for the last year and a half now during COVID. Everybody, yeah, right? all these yeah. call services, you know, Zoom and Microsoft Teams and everything else, you know. You know, it's it's funny how much things have changed because I remember as a kid, like area codes were important, right? Like mm -hmm. if you were, if I was talking to a friend in New York and we were, what's your number? I was just giving my number. Like I wouldn't give an area code. But now it's like area codes have almost lost their meaning. They just know that you once lived in a particular area because you have that area code and you know i don't know if that even matters or anymore you've done it through google phone or google voice whatever it is and you've picked a number in and montana a, right i want it to look like i'm from ohio right, right? <laughs> it doesn't yeah, make any exactly. difference right yeah yep. it's like it's just so weird you know <laughs> i mean the days of subsidizing the cost of the phone infrastructure on the back of long distance is gone because yeah, yeah. there's no reason for us to pay for any long distance even international these days maybe convenience of having your phone Maybe if I'm on a bus or something and I just don't want to deal with some kind of a service, I might pick it up and dial. But there's so many other options to make phone calls anywhere in the world. Or just to communicate at all. For the cost of my cell service, 
that's already covered. Yeah. Why would I bother, you know, to incur the fee? And honestly, our generation is probably the, the old dinosaur making calls at all. My kids don't even like to be on the phone. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you call me? You could have just texted me. You could have texted. Uh, when is it covered conversation? Because yeah. when I text you, don't damn reply. That's why I called. <laughs> Jeez, are you, yeah. Or a three minute conversation takes 27 minutes because my thumbs aren't that damn fast. <laughs> <laughs> and you text a whole bunch of stuff. And what you get back is a thumbs up. That's yeah. all you get. Like right. I asked four questions. <laughs> Which one is that in response to? Or you're trying to decipher whatever shortcuts that they, you know, where the hell are these, what's this acronym? I don't know what this acronym means. Why are you sending me an eggplant? I'm not hungry, damn it. What the hell is that, that about? That means something different. Can I buy a vowel? Any of these mean words? I don't understand. Or now we're sounding old. Yeah, now we're sounding old. Yeah, now we're sounding old. Either way, I think we can agree that long distance being gone is, that's a positive. That's a net plus. That's something we're glad yeah. is actually gone. It's one less thing to worry about, right? You're not going to get that $1,300 surprise at the end of the month on that anymore. <laughs> More at least. No more whoopings for you, George. I mean, you might get whoopings, but not for that. I'm not sure. Yeah, not for that at least. Yeah. I'm still getting that. my ass beat every day, but not for that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this backtrack on the long distance phone calls. We'll be back in two weeks with another backtrack, of course, next week with a regular edition of our show. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know, I appreciate you, man. Always fun, man. And fourth listener, it's you, though, we appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. That's coming your way September 2nd. We hope you'll take our call. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking A. Jesus. Oh, Christ. my God. Somebody's got to write stupid shit. <laughs> Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.